This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. You know, you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. 
This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it's Ashley. Ben is on the road. He will be making an appearance at the end of the episode, but right now I think it's just going to be me and the best co-host I could possibly have to replace Ben. And Ben, you are not replaceable. Okay, let's make that clear. You're not replaceable. But like, if I had to pick another co-host, it would be this guy. Chris Harrison is on the show today. Yay. And then we'll be calling my um, Bachelor in Paradise 2 castmate, Tenley Molzon. I want the update on her relationship, her marriage. And then we have Ben coming on and he's going to surprise a new girl on American Idol. Her name is... Megan Fitton and on the premiere episode of American Idol on Sunday she talked about how she loved American Idol how she grew up with it but her heart and soul is with Ben Higgins like she's a huge fan of The Bachelor and she spent her American Idol audition package talking about Ben Higgins so that's really cool so she thinks that she's calling in to um to to talk to like Ryan or something. I think she she knows she's going to talk to iHeartRadio producers. Okay, so like so she, I'm going to be that. My name is Mark. Okay, and I am an iHeartRadio producer. Yeah. So I'll pretend to be one of those. Yeah. So she thinks she's calling in to talk to yeah. not Ben, right. and then we're going to surprise her and be like, "You're actually on Ben's podcast. Here he is. This is going to be really fun." But you got to wait to the end of the episode, which shouldn't be hard because we have Chris Harrison on the line, and he's not just the host of The Bachelor. He also is the host of Volcano Live with Nick Wolanda um, and ESPN's Sage Steele. He's co-hosting this on March 4th. We're going to talk to him about this before we get into all the Bachelor drama from the season. Hey, Chris. That's how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Awesome. It was good to see you at the uh, Women Tell All the other night. Uh, You made the uh, special little visit. I was honored. It was very fun to be up there. I was actually quite nervous before I got up there. I was like, I'm invading these women's space. I'm like, it's not my time. This is not my hour. And they're going to not like me because of it. I thought you would enjoy it because for the first time, like nothing had to do with you. You could just enjoy the moment. And you you weren't going to cry. It wasn't going to be a disaster. It was just like a happy come visit us. You would think. I love having you uh, in my office. Thank you. Yeah, you would think. But I was like, oh, no. See, usually I'm here talking about myself and I can do that. But I feel bad being here talking about them. Anyway, it was really fun and I enjoyed it. Let's talk about this volcano lie that you're doing. Is this the guy that was always walking around on the tightropes going like (laughs) across Niagara Falls and stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you've grown up, uh, you know, probably a little bit older than you, the the Walenda family are unbelievably famous. They're legendary. And it's not just Nick and his wife. It is generations. It goes back, you know, three, four generations of Walendas who are circus people and uh, high wire acts and uh, just feats of amazing stuff. Um, and so Nick Walenda is kind of the latest uh, of the Walendas that does crazy stuff. And you probably Remember, he did the crossing the Grand Canyon. Yes. Um, He went across Niagara Falls. His latest big one was going across Times Square. 
um, from a couple buildings. And so now his newest idea was I'm going to go the furthest and highest I've ever been across a live active volcano in Nicaragua. And ABC <laughs> called me, a good good friend of mine from Dick Clark Productions, who was at ABC, and this is on ABC, and they called and said, hey, would you want to come to Nicaragua and cover a live event of Nick Walenda walking over a live volcano? And I said, who says no to that? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, so it's so like I'm, in I'm their, in. it's in the Walenda blood to be able to walk a tightrope? Yeah, I mean, it really is amazing. If you go back through the family, um, it is generational. And, and I, I met Nick at this last ABC event, this this Critics Association thing that you've probably been to in the past. But um, I met him. And, you know, if you've ever seen like the movie Free Solo and, and you realize that guy is a little bit on the spectrum and, and yeah. he's a little bit off and he's a little bit different. Uh-huh. I kind of expected Nick and his wife, who, by the way, his wife also just as amazing and does these crazy feats uh, of daredevil status. And um, I met him thinking, okay, this guy's probably going to be just a little bit off. And after talking to him, I stopped. I said, look, I don't mean to be rude. You're such a normal guy. Mm -hmm. You're a real dude. We're just talking sports and family and life. And he goes, yeah, it's just, it's in my blood, Chris. I've been doing this since I was in the womb. My mom did it and my dad did it and my great grandfather did it. And, but they just grew up like this and it really is in their blood and they've always done it. And uh, it really is stunning because I think they, we kind of take it for granted how easy they make it look and it sure as heck isn't. That's I will definitely be watching this on March 4th. It's Wednesday on ABC. Does it start at eight o'clock? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to be in Nicaragua, so I have no idea the timing of this one, but it is live on ABC and my good friend, Sage Steele, uh, who works at ESPN and we've worked together before doing Miss America and stuff like that. She was nice enough to jump on board and join me. And it's going to be wild um, standing on, because apparently where we're standing is going to be right on the edge of this volcano. And there is a live lava pool that you'll be walking <laughs> You're over. You're telling me it's active, active. Like, yeah, like literally there's a pool of lava below him with toxic fumes coming up and wind. And I mean, it's and when you look at the wire that he's on, we're talking the width of a couple of wine corks or bottle caps. That's what he's walking on. That's wild. I know the audience is going to be like, okay, Ashley, get to the bachelor stuff. But one more, (laughs) but like one more question, how hot is that tightrope going to be? And well, that's. That is a thing. I mean, you know, they they are also phenomenal engineers, and he keeps this in the family. His uncle is one of the engineers and and served in the military that puts these together. They're already down there in Nicaragua putting this together. And um, that's part of it, too, is just the engineering that it takes to keep this thing stable so he can make it across. And, um, you know, not to be dramatic or, you know, kind of morose about this, his great-grandfather died in 1978 trying to walk across uh, between these two hotels in Puerto Rico, oh, and okay. there is video of it. It's and I've watched and seen this, and and he was, you know, a little bit older and couldn't hold on and went down. And you know, we all watched it on live TV back in 1978. <gasps> oh uh, my and goodness! So it is a very real thing that this could go horribly wrong. And and it's amazing that he will put himself out there to do this. And he doesn't have any sort of restraints. 
Well, we're not sure about that actually. Oh, okay. So when he did when he when he did the Grand Canyon, yeah, um, he he was not tethered. When he walked in New York, he had to be tethered according to New York law oh, okay. and you know walking across Times Square. Things can obviously still go horribly wrong even if you're tethered. This uh, walk is still up in the air. He doesn't want to be tethered. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It actually throws him off a little bit. Okay. Um, he's been doing it his whole life untethered and just nothing but that pole that they carry across. And so it's still up in the air as if ABC is going to allow this to happen. So we'll see. Um, still up in the air. He's fighting for it. We're all fighting for it because that's what he wants to do. All right. Well, you guys, you'll have to watch it. It's going to be insane. And what's also going to be insane is the rest of this Bachelor season. Chris, I'm going to kind of go through the episode with you a little bit briefly. I'm not going to really break down the episode with you, but I'm going to go and down the line and and talk to to you about stuff that I feel like only you could answer. Um, Why are the girls all rooming together this top three? Well, as, as you know, that is something very different. And yeah. I, I was trying to think historically if we've ever done it in 18 years, and I don't think we have. Um, although the show has changed and evolved in different ways, I don't know if we've ever done that. But, you know, you know as well as anybody, we have to force certain situations at times to force people into an uncomfortable position or to face something that they need to face and that they're not really standing up to. And this was one of those situations where it really centered around Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, she is saving herself for marriage, which is fantastic, wonderful, if that's your choice. You may know something about that. Um, <laughs> and, But it was this ultimatum, although she still doesn't no, it's an ultimatum because she says it's not, and Peter even says it's not. But when you do, you know, when you have, when you say if you do something, this will be the repercussions of that. That is an ultimatum. Pretty much. So, however you want to define it, it was an ultimatum. So, at any rate, she gives Peter this ultimatum, and she really hasn't come clean as to all of the details of saving herself from marriage and the whole thing. And this was a, a situation where I felt like we needed, as producers, to force a conversation and force a situation that would bring about a resolution because we're getting way too far into this to still have something so huge hanging over them that they're really not dealing with. Normally you guys don't use the word producer. Like you wouldn't, you would very rarely say that's something that we produced. So well, you know what? But yeah. we do. And, you know, Rachel and I, because uh, she was around the other day, too, we had this conversation because she was a little skeptical, but she also understood. And she was another one, a particular bachelorette, where I had to really we had to force some situations and the show and situations are produced, but not heavy handed in a way where a lot of times you think, oh, they're just doing this for drama. They're just doing this for TV. A lot of times it really is to force you know, a Nick Vial to really step up the game and start making some decisions to make Rachel really face some fears to make Madison and Peter really come to terms with what they're really grappling with. And maybe they're kind of denying facing this situation. And so when push comes to shove, we're going to shove and we're going to force this situation. And so, yeah, it was awkward and, you know, maybe we'll never do it again, but in this situation, it kind of had to be done. Okay. I can respect that. It was a slow 
coming out process about it all. Like, I would have thought that when she pulls Peter aside after the rose ceremony and says, hey, like, I would have a hard time if you sleep with other people or if you, you know, or other people, if you sleep with anyone. And right. you Despite think... the fact that clearly this entire season was somewhat sexualized and sex positive. I mean, the guy had, you know, very yeah. much been announced as a guy who was in a windmill with Hannah for you know, all night. So, but you would have thought that she would have told him she was a virgin at that moment. It was seems so weird that she left that out. It would have been more meaningful. It would have made well, more yeah, sense I why mean, she was giving that ultimatum. And that was a reason. One of the reasons we really l- allowed her to have that time with him after a rose ceremony. Again, that was pretty different as well. After that rose ceremony, to allow just one girl to go talk to him and have that moment. But we thought, hey, she's going to come clean. She's going to tell him she's a virgin. Or, and by the way, she doesn't even. She's not even comfortable with that word, which is mm-hmm. up to you, I guess. Um, she likes to say she's saving herself for marriage as opposed to being a virgin. But it's again semantics. But the point is, she didn't come clean. She she only gave him really enough information to fail. She never set him up to succeed, and that's kind of what bothered us was he's not getting the whole story, and he's Mm -hmm. being set up to fail here, and and we got to kind of step in and help him because we're getting down to crunch time. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and and honestly, maybe it could have come out even earlier. I mean, she knew that they had really strong feelings and Mm -hmm. had a great connection, and, and she's such a wonderful woman. I really, I, and, and I want to make it clear, I don't have any problem, as you very well know. The fact that she was saving herself for marriage, that's fine. I don't even mind the ultimatum. I really don't. If you want to make your stance clear, mm-hmm. and these are the morals you're standing on, that's your prerogative. I have no problem with that. But if you're not going to share that information with someone you care about in a timely fashion to where they can use that information to help or succeed, then I don't know. That's where it got a little murky and muddy for me. Of course, I also totally respect the ultimatum. I've all, I've been very open about being conservative about sex. How do you feel this is any different from Luke P telling Hannah that he didn't want her sleeping with the other guys last season? Well, this and you got to be really careful. This particular part of the equation Um, being a virgin, saving yourself, wanting your significant other to kind of follow along in this belief, I have no problem with. Mm -hmm. And I I think that it is identical to Luke P um, in that regard. Now, there were other things that happened earlier in the season where I think Luke P was manipulative and maybe misogynistic. And that clouded everything that happened later. Um, But I always said from the beginning, I have no problem with Luke P and his stance on his religion, his faith. And he is wanting, you know, the woman he's going to fall in love with to follow certain guidelines. Mm -hmm. I think there is a double standard. I think that Madison will be treated completely differently, but Mm -hmm. maybe deservedly so to a certain degree, because again, Luke P did cloud things early on with things he was saying and doing, and he really drove everybody crazy. Madison's very beloved. She was liked in the house. Um, but again, I have, I have no problem with either one of them having these ultimatums or having these strict guidelines that they live by. That is your faith and that's your life. It's totally up to you. You can argue, what are you doing on The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing chasing a guy like Peter who's clearly not that type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of those questions that maybe we could raise, but the actual act of standing by your morals, 
you know, it really is a very similar situation to Luke. It really was. And I know people will maybe get a little upset with that, but I think there is going to be a little bit of a double standard. I agree. Completely going to be a double standard. I will say that Luke made it seem like he was slut shaming Hannah, like he was making her seem less of a person for it. And and Madison's more like, these are my morals. Like I would right. appreciate it if you were to like respect it. It's always about it's always about optics, isn't it? Yeah, you know, in her life, wording was so much was better. About- a hundred percent. And well, yes, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, Luke P was a little misogynistic. And in, in, like you said, there was the kind of slut shaming element that it didn't look good. It, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the bottom line was I have no problem with his faith. Madison was much more eloquent and articulate. But then again, she wasn't because her failure was she really never came clean and she really never gave herself to Peter in that way that emotionally where he needed to know the truth and to hear all this. And that may have changed the entire direction of Peter's life and the show. Of course, Madison's date this week was the last overnight date. And you guys, you brought producing before. This is obviously a (laughs) produced move. How do you feel about people saying that this season they feel the producing more than others? Oh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I guess it's always in the eye of the beholder and it's up to bats or nation and whatever you feel. Um, there isn't anything more this season than we've ever done in the last 18 years. There's really not. Um, I'm obviously have intimate knowledge of all the decisions we make and what we do. There's nothing more this season than prior seasons. Do you uh, think, but if you feel it, you feel it. Do you think that the audience is just trying to like – they're just so invested and because it's like such a pop culture thing right now to like overanalyze the episode like we have all these podcasts this one included dedicated to analyzing the episode for almost as long as the length of the episode do you think that it's that kind of culture that's making people see like okay like this show is not at all scripted but they do put these people in certain positions oh ashley i'm always amazed at the level of, I guess, passion and and the detail and the things that people, you know, they dive into this show and really break it down. I see and hear things on social media sometimes, and I'll have to go back and actually watch and go, wow, did that really happen? You know, did we did we miss that edit or did something get, you know, there, there's things that people will stop and go frame by frame. And, um, you know, there are times when an editor will put in a shot from, from, God knows when, and it it won't match up to whatever we were doing. And I mean, these people notice everything. And uh, I love the fact that it is such a pop culture phenomenon. It's a part of our everyday life now. And it is easily by far the most socially relevant and socially impactful show, probably in the history of television, definitely right now. But if you go back, I mean, now it's been on for two decades. And so you could argue in the history of TV, I don't know if anything's ever socially impacted our lives the way The Bachelor has because it deals with such a such a topic that we all we we all relate to it because it's relationships, it's love, it's sex, it's all these social issues. No other show taps into that. 
Um, you know, Dancing with the Stars. No, not really at all. You know, American Idol. Well, it's yeah. Singing, it's I was fun, gonna but... say American Idol was the only one that I could think was like as much of a pop culture phenomenon. But you're right; it doesn't mean, deal with social it was issues. A phenomenon, and it set records and it changed television in a television way. But it didn't change our lives. Right. Um, the Bachelor has bled into the way we date, the way we talk, the way we give roses. I mean. The way we get married, there are, it, it has bled into our real lives, and there are shows we appreciate and love and have fun with, but nothing has affected our lives the way The Bachelor has, and that is, I, I find, fascinating. Chris, you're making me feel so cool. <laughs> that I was part, part of it. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for, of course, leading the whole thing for the past 18 years. How amazing. I know we got a little off topic. I just want to run through the episode real quick. Um, Hannah Ann, I can't connect with her. Can you explain why? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've heard people say that you know, one, one of the problems that they've had with this season is it's hard to root for anybody. And it's hard to really feel a connection with people. And, you know, I, I think that Hannah Ann has not had that, you know, maybe that was editing. And, and we didn't do a good enough job of letting you connect with these women because she is fantastic. She's a lovely, lovely woman. And, um, you know, I think that while we can take some of the credit or blame for that, I also think that you have to watch what's about to happen over the next few weeks because, as I said today in, a, in an Instagram post, this show really starts now. Oh. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but I really feel of all seasons, things really begin tonight. And over the next couple of weeks as it unfolds, you will see, and I think you'll understand what I mean, like this show will do a 180. And I think you're really going to get a lot more vested in these women. And I get maybe it's a little late, but if you are still willing to dive in and watch, which I know Bachelor Nation will, I think you'll get it. All right. Well, then let's move on to Victoria F's date. She has another moment where she's, she feels like she's at a loss for words talking about her past relationships. What is it up with this girl when she when she like gets to the she has like this roadblock it's like whenever something is about to get too emotional, she just cuts herself off. Do you think that her past yeah, relationships are truly what what makes this happen? If I could relate anybody to you, it would be Victoria um, on some levels in that, you know, I remember you vividly having a hard time really expressing your emotions articulately and really putting those those feelings and tears and all that stuff into words. And I think she has a little bit of that um problem as well of truly expressing herself and it was maddening to watch at times you know as as peter is trying to pull this out of her because they do have a connection but yeah it was maddening at times to watch them because you just want to say say words please put them in a sentence and make them meaningful like just please <laughs> give us something uh, but <laughs> yeah. she just couldn't do it and she was her own worst enemy and and i think yeah maybe it was prior relationships Maybe it's her family. Who knows what it was in her past? But man, it sure got the best of her. I feel like I'm still that way. Um, even when I get up, when Jared and I have an argument, like I'll just cry and then I'll be like, I'm feeling like I know what I'm feeling, but it's hard to take like what I'm feeling in my body and like put it into words. So I do relate to her and right. I do feel like I was a more of a mix of Kelsey and Victoria throughout the season. Well, I am a uh, father of a 16 year old girl, uh, as you know, my tailor. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, too, understand maybe and, and, and probably when people say what makes you you know, a good host and therapist and all that, I said, well, 
I think, you know, being a dad to a teenage girl definitely helps. And, you know, being around this show for 18 years. So I do see that. I see the emotions in my own daughter at times. And I'm like, okay, there's really no true explanation for some of it. It's just emotion. And, you you know, there's no, hey, what are you trying to say right now? Or tell me how, why. It's There is no why. It's just emotion. And it, and it overtakes you sometimes. Exactly. How is uh, your girlfriend, Lauren, when she is upset? Is she very vocal? I feel like she's very good at articulating her feelings. She's pretty good at articulating. She's actually <laughs> maybe the best communicator I've ever been with, mm-hmm. and, and she's really good at that. Yeah, and, and I, we are both, I think because we're both hosts and we're both so analytical in that way that, yeah, we're, maybe we're too – uh, good at uh, expressing ourselves sometimes. <laughs> maybe maybe some more mystery needs to be involved. You guys have been together for a year and a half. I know, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Do you? It's really flown by. It's really flown by. But uh, I guess the when you know when you're happy and things are good, it flies by. Last question about your personal life: Would you get married again? Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not against it. Um, you know, I did it. You know, for a long time, I was married the first time around for what, 17 or 18 years and had kids and it was more the traditional route. You know, my life as I'm older now is a lot less traditional uh, mm-hmm. as far as the need for marriage. You know, it's kind of like what you and Jared are going through. It's you get married and you want to have babies and yeah. it's kind of that traditional route. Well, I've done that. I've already been there. So I don't have that that desire to like, oh my God, I got to get married so I can have babies and create this family. Now I just want to be happy. I want, you know, people in my life and including you know, LZ and people LZ. that surround me that just make me happy and that I love dearly. And so if that leads to marriage someday, great. It's just, you know, it's not the goal and it's not the end all be all. It used to be when I was, you know, 20, 21 years old. All right. Can you tell everybody about your tropical rosé? It's got passion fruit, dragon fruit and rosé flavors. And it sounds like it's going to be the new drink of paradise and the official drink of everybody's bachelor watch parties on Monday. And also included are the tears of Ashley Ott. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> That's really the secret ingredient. I couldn't announce it until now, but it's, it is touch of rosé, passion fruit, dragon fruit, and tears of Ashley Ott. Oh, my goodness. Is there a Kelsey variety? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> um, no, this is actually something I've been working on for about a year with uh, Seagram's Escapes and this amazing collaboration. I went to Chicago, created the taste myself, and went through it, created the packaging and the look and the color, and it is awesome. And it's finally hitting the store shelves now, and it'll continue to roll out uh, kind of over the next month where it'll hit all of the big stores across the country. Uh, but I am so fired up. It is so good. And the best part about it, every, everyone I'm giving it to that have tasted it, that's the first thing. I'm like, wow, I really love this. And it's only 100 calories. I know. It's such a low-calorie drink. That's amazing. And I would be... So surprised if roses and rosé, you know, Lauren Zima's ET recap <laughs> doesn't become roses and tropical rosé. <laughs> uh, I don't want to have a spoiler alert, but you may or may not see this on uh, this week's roses and rosé. Okay, amazing. So we'll be Speaking looking out. Famous plugs. <laughs> we'll be looking out for your face, which is on the box at the grocery store or the liquor store uh, to get our tropical rosé. Yeah, I know these these drinks are so popular right now, but I, I'm telling you, I've tried them all, and, and the one we created is unbelievable. I think people are going to love it. I know you said it tastes like my tears, but does it also taste like paradise? 
<laughs> it it does taste a little bit like uh, paradise. It, I think it goes perfect with your favorite Monday night show, for sure. Okay, I'm not done asking you questions about your relationship. How did you go from her interviewing you, because she's just like the Bachelor beat reporter there at ET, to dating? Like, where where did that cross over? Did you ask her out? We did. Well, kind of yes and no, everything. We, you know, there was a little, I you know, I was, when I do interviews, and maybe just like you do, you just kind of go blank and you just put a wall up and you're just doing your job. And so I never really actually noticed her for the couple of years she'd been interviewing me. But mm-hmm. there was one time when we had this great conversation. It was actually during the tell-all. I think it was Becca's season. And we just ran into each other in the parking lot. I was sitting outside drinking my tea, as I usually do. And she came up and we had a pretty in-depth conversation, but it was more personal. And, and it was, you know, we didn't have microphones or cameras and we were just talking. And it was really the first time I noticed her and thought, wow, this girl is, she's bright, she's smart, she's quick, she's funny, and she's really cute. And so that led to, she slid into my DMs and and just said whatever about our conversation. And then I asked her out. That's so cute. You guys on paper are so compatible. That wit that you both have, like I feel (laughs) like you can go back and forth with words. Okay. She's a... She's it was pretty amazing. And, and, you know, we both were a little reluctant because of her job and covering the show. But I mean, it's not like she's covering the White House. You know, she's a she's an amazing journalist and she does a phenomenal job and still does. But she also does a million other things, you know, on top of The Bachelor. That's just a small part of what she does at E.T. Um, And I love that she is a part of The Bachelor and I love hearing her take on things. You know, I don't share a lot about the show with her. And so. I like I get to hear from not only a fan, but a really good journalist of things we are doing right. Maybe things we're doing wrong. She has a great perspective of of, and it's been interesting to have that part of her as well. How do you not share with her the ending? Like she's truly unspoiled the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I know some people think, oh, wow, she knows everything. But I don't tell anybody. Conflict of interest. (laughs) My kids don't know. I just I've I've been doing this for 18 years and it's very simple. I just don't tell anybody. And, and, and I've always had that rule of if you just clearly have this rule of nobody knows anything, then you don't have to worry and you're never going to get tripped up and you're never going to screw up. And um, so and, and honestly, she tells me I don't want to know. She likes to approach it by watching the episodes and covering it from a journalistic standpoint. And she tells me that it would kind of ruin it if I told her everything she would approach her job differently and she wouldn't have these great analytical insights and perspective of someone who's watching it along with the rest of the world. And so um, for those reasons, we just, you know, that's just something we don't talk about. I mean, you know, I'll share things about the show, about my life personally working, but uh, when it comes to spoilers, she didn't want to know. That's awesome. I do feel like you do a better job reporting on the show when you don't know anything. That's why this season has been so much fun because it is apparently spoiler free. And now that we are here, you know, two weeks to go, I can I'm surprised it's still spoiler free. I'm I'm surprised as well. So that <laughs> I mean, means that there is a conclusion. That, is there a conclusion? If it stays that way, great. Uh, you know, oh, either way, there's going to be a conclusion, good, bad, or ugly. Um, but you know, it. Uh, we'll see. There's, I mean, obviously there's been spoilers before there hasn't, um, you know, look, I never get mad if people talk about the show and a lot of the show is public now. Um, you know, and even you have 300 people at the tell all the other night and you can go online and read who talks at the tell all and all that. Now, 
I, I, I wish people wouldn't do that. It's disappointing that yeah. people wake up in the morning or people live their life to try and spoil other people's work. I mean, there are thousands of people that work on this show and it is their livelihood. And the fact that someone would actually live their life to ruin that, to try and put them out of business or screw up what they're doing is it's, it's, I don't know. I guess it just never ceases to amaze me that there's people in this world that are like that, but there are, um, you know, in any walk of life, there's just shitty people who they live to crap on what other people are doing. And, you know, whether you create a new show or you create some art and someone will be the first to say, Oh, you suck. Or this show's terrible. Or I hate, you know, they just want to crap on, on good. And they want to crap on people's work and their creativity, but that's, that's the world we live in. Do you know that of all the seasons that we've been doing this podcast, which we're almost up to three years, every season that I have been spoiled by has been from a fan commenting under my Instagram or tweeting at me the ending and never me trying to seek out the ending? Because there's people. There's people that just, I guess information makes people feel powerful and it makes yeah. them feel like they have worth. And by the way, if that's how you get yourself worth, I, I would urge you to find something better. Um, but, you know, whatever gets you through the day. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't ruin our franchise, clearly, and it doesn't ruin our ratings. I think you need to watch. And I also know that anything on social media, any spoilers, it is such a minority so very few people actually hear or read any of that garbage um so at the end of the day most people are just watching the show for entertainment and escapism um and so hopefully it you know remains that for those people gotcha what about all the flack that you guys have been getting about age do you think that you're going to try to get an older bachelorette next season to bring the age up because i feel like a lot of bachelor nation is blaming some of the caddy drama and the lack of emphasis on a love story on age yeah i think that you know look we always the show ebb uh, will we'll always ebb and flow and the pendulum will swing in, in a lot of ways but we we always sit back and reflect on, okay, what worked, what didn't, what needs to change. And I think the age definitely will be something we look at. And it's something that I think you have to pay attention to. Of where are these people in their life? Um, and, and a lot of that's casting as well. You know, our casting department does a great job. And sometimes it's just a matter of who was in the pool at the time that we felt was good. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe we didn't look at, oh, wait, all of them are a lot younger than we normally have. We don't have that great diversity as far as age, um, because we worry about so many other things as well now. So it is, it's not as easy as, Hey, let's just make them older. Cause we also want really good people that yeah. are, you know, in line with what we're trying to do. So, but yeah, I, I, to, you know, the short as short answer is, yeah, we'll definitely pay more attention to it. And I think you'll see probably an older skewing, uh, group of men and women as we head forward. It has been an honor. Thank you so much for talking with us. You spilled a lot of tea. You really did. did. Did I really? I think so. I think there's a couple okay, of headlines well, in there. Oh, boy. That's great. <laughs> I think it's mostly about you and Lauren. <laughs> that's the problem is now I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I see these headlines. I'm like, damn it. Why did I ever talk to Ashley? <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. <gasps> Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level. With their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. 
You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, oh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Before we get Tenley on the line, I have three Bachelor headlines this week. Bachelor in Paradise's Demi Burnett is kissing a new guy. His name is Slater. You know, she broke up with Christian Haggerty in October, and now she is... Kissing a new guy on her Instagram, celebrating her birthday with him. I guess they've been dating for a while. And I guess this means that Demi will not be our next Bachelorette. Bachelor Nation's Hannah Godwin and Dylan Barber reveal their secrets to love after paradise. The couple says, I think we just effortlessly kind of care for one another, Hannah says. I feel like we don't really have arguments and we're like, okay, if you're struggling right now, let's talk through it. Or I don't agree with this, but this is where my head's at. We're both not argumentative people in general, so it works nicely for a relationship because we're both very open-minded when it comes to different perspectives. Dylan also says we're comfortable with what we do and the need to be in front of everything all the time isn't there. We don't really care. I think he's talking about press, media, the spotlight right there. All right. Well, they just had their engagement party two nights ago and I don't know if that means that the wedding is starting to be planned or they're just celebrating their engagement from June but we are very happy that Hannah and Dylan are going strong and then we have another oh I should have talked to Chris about this he apparently just trolled everyone with a pic of Peter Weber and his producer Julie Palaka who is the woman that all those crazy internet rumors and a rumor that Ben and I believed at one point are about Julie was his producer, his main producer throughout the entire season. And um, Harrison posted this picture. You can go to his Instagram to see it. It's them in an airport. And Julie is right behind Peter. And he says, knowing nothing in life but to be legit. New album cover came out great. So basically they're pretending to be like a rap band. I don't know how that's trolling everybody with the pick of Julie. It's a picture of the production team. How is this trolling? You guys, stop looking into everything so crazy, okay? 
You guys are looking into everything. He's not trolling. He's just taking, she's showing a picture. Julie, he doesn't end up with Julie, okay? It's not gonna happen. All right, let's get Tenley on the line. Deep thoughts from a bachelor OG. Tenley, mold on. Hello. Hi, it's so good to hear you. Have you changed your oh. name yet? Yes, I have. So I'm Tenley Leopold, but Instagram won't let me change it. Really? Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. You and Taylor have been married for almost two years now. Correct. Are it's you so good, Ash? Is it is it so is it still so good? It's awesome. We're having a great time. Too, but I don't know where two years has gone. That's the craziest. We've just celebrated living in our house that we bought last year. One year in here. And so everything is so good. That's awesome. Um, can you tell everybody about what you told me, uh, what a whimsical attachment is in paradise? Because yeah. I brought up that to the girls at Women Tell All this week. I was like, maybe Peter was your whimsical attachment, which means that you have yeah. to go on and find somebody else who taught, like he taught you what you need to go find in another man. You, you explain it better. I, I love that you still remember it. No, I think that it stuck with you in like the, a really, really good way. But I was so wrong. You were wrong. In telling you that about, <laughs> about Jared. But I, I so badly, I just have to go back before I explain it. Um, because I was so wrong and I'm so glad I was wrong. But I think in the moment, like he was what your heart was supposed to be fixated on. But you were, you were meant to both of you go grow and do your own thing so that you could be what you are today. So congratulations on all of that and everything but now the whimsical attachment yeah so i i myself had been fixated on you know um signs or like little things they're like this is it this is everything and had a really hard time getting over um a guy because i just thought but he was everything he was everything i had been praying for he's everything i thought that i should have and um but I mean, he really wasn't now in hindsight, but I just couldn't let go. But I was learning so much from this person. Um, and then it happened again, like another, another really great guy came along and I was like, okay, you're everything and more than that guy. And thought, um, I got to let go or I, I couldn't let go. But um, then when I realized this is just a whimsical attachment, like I'm just like whimsically um, fast, or like, I'm in love with the idea of this person versus, um, like really like he's not my person, but I'm in love with the idea of it, but it's just always going to get greater from there. Like I said about you and Jared, I was wrong, <laughs> but it got greater from there because you both were meant to have like that growth time and really come together and learn like that you were meant for each other. So, yeah. So basically that's, kind of, that's you find qualities in somebody that you never thought you wanted and then yeah. Yeah. you you learn Setting from that person standards. to go find that quality in somebody else anyway you guys Absolutely. i thought that i would just you know <laughs> bring that up with tenley because it meant a lot to me at the time and i feel like it could mean a lot to you girls out there who are single or with mm -hmm. a guy that you think like you want to be with but he's not showing signs that he wants to be with you or whatnot whatnot whatnot, whatnot. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah just go ahead and uh, put your heart into those qualities those for sure like setting your standards and then not backing down once you've met some because I really exactly. do believe there's always something greater than you can imagine so if it's not in the moment 
Um, it, it could very well be later on or just somebody very different that is even better for you. So hang on to that hope. So you guys, um, Tenley was on Jake Pelvacca's season. What year was yeah. that? Was that 2009? 10? Well, that's when we Nine? filmed, but 2010. So it's been like a decade. Wow. Um, and original pilot season. Yeah. Well, the pilot season, but the original of the pilot mm-hmm. between Peter and Jake. Yeah. You were runner-up. You also did Bachelor Pad and then my season, Bachelor in Paradise 2. How do you feel like the show has evolved since your time on it? Um, Well, obviously, I don't know. I always hear you guys talking about how, like, Crystal season, the season you were on, was, like, the year you all came out and, like, had really great um, luck and response from um, social media. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. But it's weird because I think it kind of like subtly was beginning um, back in 2010. Um, like I, I feel like I've been so grateful to be working kind of on the side with um, through Twitter and stuff and growing into Instagram, but it's different. And I do think that that has become a greater, um, a greater difference for sure over the last 10 years of what somebody can get out of the show, the recognition, the jobs, the insta-famous or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that that is absolutely different. Um, and I think it, it's hard to totally, like, it's hard for us as viewers to even see that genuine pull because we're all very aware of what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the storytelling is just different. Um, I think we we always forget that that we do get a lot of the drama up front and then you start to get to know the couple or the potential of the couple and some of the girls a little bit closer. But I feel like this year especially has been really hard to see any bit of investment between Peter and the girls. And I, and then some of me, some of that is, I wonder if it has to do with the genuine like approach to these people being a part of the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. I feel like all of us are, pretty attached and and see what he has with madison i actually even think that we we see what he has with victoria which is like a frenzy i don't understand you don't i mean (laughs) i mean we see it though we see that he there's something there's a connection there's like an an intense pull towards each other to work it out you know but i I, he's almost attracted to drama right yeah or he he loves the conflict. He almost likes conflict in a relationship because it keeps it interesting. He even admits to that. But I really mm-hmm. and I'm not. This is nothing against Hannah and herself. I truly am not mm-hmm. even. I'm not feeling their connection at all. Are you feeling it? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not at all. I feel like she's she's kind of she's definitely she's so beautiful. She's so sweet. But I just feel like it's. I feel like even their, um, their before the fantasy suite, their dinner portion, by the way, just pointing out, you probably noticed it. Madison had this big old beautiful dinner set up and both Victoria and Hannah Ann, it was like, no plates on the table, no drinks. And like, let's get to the bedroom or like, let's cut the budget here. I don't know. But anyway, Hannah Ann just looked so there was like this anxiousness. There was this like, it just wasn't, it wasn't easy. I know that you are a very faithful woman. How do you feel mm-hmm. that Madison is handling the no sex before marriage ultimatum? Was they're calling oh. it. Okay. 
I have so much to say about this, so please cut me off or jump in or Actually, whatever, and I'll no, try to be just, quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Roll with it. <laughs> okay, we'll see where it goes. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, but um, one, I feel like she kind of lost her confidence with Peter because she wasn't necessarily straight up with telling him um, that she – like she wasn't straight up. She didn't come out and say, Hey, I'm waiting for marriage. Yo girl, we had Harrison on before you came on and uh-huh. he said the same thing. He was like, we were like, okay, yeah, this is your time. Go talk to him after the rose yeah. ceremony. Tell him everything. Yeah. And she didn't tell him that. And that was so critical to be honest. So critical. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that Peter messed up here. He should never have to assume anything. But if I were him, yeah. I would have been like, okay, she's 23. She's expressed her faith. She's talking about me about this. I would put, the things together and be like she's probably a virgin and i would probably ask right but maybe he i mean because hannah like was a woman of faith but had no problem and you know like so i feel like it's really so yeah so first of all she lost her confidence and just didn't tell him Mm -hmm. and i think that would have been so much easier for him to understand her heart and really as i was watching because i don't think it's an ultimatum that she's offering which so they can keep calling it that. But I think more of what she was thinking is, dude, if you if I'm your girl, then you're not going to have a problem not having sex with these other women because that's how her mind thinks. That's like how my a, mind would a, think. Yes. Well, so with the whole like Luke and Hannah, we do not need to talk about that. Yeah. But as I was watching that back last year, I was like, I never asked Jake like if he was having sex with other people in the fantasy suite because with the conversations we had alone, I was led to believe that we were completely in sync um, with the way that we thought, the way that our faith was. And that was just what Jake had shared with me. And so I assumed that we were going to be on the same page and I never even brought it up. I never said, sorry, having sex with the NRG or whatever. And um, never even thought to think about it. And then later when I watched the show, I was like, Oh, I'm glad I didn't end up with this guy. Cause it was different. But like, I think Luke and Hannah, that the conversation didn't go well, but I get why he asked. And I feel like Madison was just trying to say, hey, like, so these are my personal standards. I would love it if you, if I'm your girl, you don't need anybody else. You don't need to test the waters if that's what you're doing. Um, you don't need a fun romp like with these other girls because I'm your girl. Based on the conversation, based on the conversation that he has during the dinner portion of their fantasy suite date, which we don't know what it leads to because it gets cut off at dinner in this episode. Yeah, but during <laughs> that conversation, he makes it seem like he really wasn't sure who he was going to pick, and that's why he decided to go with it. So. Wait, you think that? Yeah, think you think that, that he just thought it was gonna be a fun, a fun time, like his last hurrah. I don't know. I watched, I I watched it with my husband and who has the same values as me, like, and going into marriage and everything. And and he was like, oh, he just he missed it. He did. He wasn't. He wasn't thinking about Madison. He, but it wasn't that he was thinking. This is just what we thought. Like that. It wasn't that he was confused about who he was choosing it seems like he adores madison you can kind of tell in that like with the whole setup like her dinner was candlelit and they did everything for the table they made it look so special and um the other girls really didn't have that and so you just kind of feel led to believe that he's pretty into madison she's the one and that he 
he just kind of was going for it because that's what you do in the fantasy suites mm-hmm. and the other girls didn't have those boundaries. So why not? Like, I feel like you just kind of got lost in the moment. As I think it's really easy to do if you, if that's just not, if that, if that's how you roll. No, it's you're right. Totally okay. When Jared and I were watching it, he was like, Oh dude, why could you not just keep it in your pants? The other two dates. Right. This is so ridiculous. Right. But, but then how could he not like how I'm just, I'm thinking that the only way he, he did that and didn't keep it in his pants is yeah. because he really was confused and didn't know who he's going to pick. But if he really just totally mm-hmm. disregarded what she asked him, then I'm mm-hmm. mind boggled. Mind boggled. Yeah. But, but I don't feel like she really, I don't think she gave, that's the other thing. I feel like it falls into Madison and her losing her confidence in front of him in not saying, hey, I'm waiting, I'm saving myself for marriage in that moment at the hangar um, after the rose ceremony when she had that open door to say, hey, these are my standards. This is where I'm at. I have an, I am a virgin and um, I don't necessarily have these expectations of you, but I think that if we were but this is what you should know. And he would have had a completely different perspective going into the fantasy suite dates with the other girls. I think he, I really think he would have been thinking more of Madison in that way versus uh, she just doesn't want me to do it with these yeah. other girls, which totally makes sense. No girl wants that. No mm-hmm. girl wants to be back to back, like in any yeah. way. And so mm-hmm. I do feel like she kind of missed that door. Fatal flaw, not telling him she was a virgin up front. <laughs> all right, Tenley, thank you so much for all your thoughts and for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you. Talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, let's take a break, and then we're going to surprise the American Idol contestant. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level. With their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip. And I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um rich cocoa butter and vitamin e body cream soothing aloe and water lily body cream really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way nair has it they have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes and if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs think about what you can do in three minutes with nair and the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand 
smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Before we surprise this idol contestant, I want you guys to get some context. So Mark is going to play the clip of Ryan Seacrest talking to Megan and her expressing her love for Ben Higgins. Did you like Peter the Pilot? Who did you like? I love Peter the Pilot. I'm excited for him, but Ben Higgins is my favorite. (laughs) Ben Higgins is dreamy. Born to be The Bachelor. Oh, the cross promotion. ABC loves it. All right, should we get her on the phone? Well, and Mark, on. are you ready? I am ready, and she's on hold. We have to have Ben on hold, oh, okay. so we got to wait and get every, all of our ducks in a row. So I'm okay. going to say, uh, how do you like this, Ashley? I'll yeah. say, hi, I'm with Heart Radio. It's nice to meet you. Uh, congratulations on going to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know what? Before I ask you any questions, there is somebody on the line who wants to talk to you. Okay. Okay, that'll Perfect. be good, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hi, Megan. Hi. Hi, Megan. It's Mark with Heart Radio. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm so sorry to keep you on hold there for a few minutes. Um, do you have a second here? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. We have a few questions for you, but you know what? Actually, before I ask you any questions, uh, there's somebody else here who wants to say hi to you. Okay. Hey, Megan, it's uh, Ben here. How you doing? Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, what? How you doing, Megan? Congratulations I'm... on everything. I, uh, I'm super pumped to be talking to you. You don't understand. My heart rate just elevated so much. (laughs) This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. This is definitely not a joke. (laughs) I would recognize your voice anywhere. Megan, you are on the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous podcast. No one. Oh, my God. Stop, 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 stop. (laughs) You are joking. Oh, my God. Oh, Ben. Megan, uh, we are. We are huge fans of you. Uh, you have blown up You're the airwaves. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, of course. I have gotten so many videos sent to me. Ashley and I were so excited to talk to you today. Congratulations on everything so far. Uh, we had to get you on the podcast, Megan, because I'm not kidding. I've gotten more texts and more emails and more messages in the last 24 hours than any other time in my life. <laughs> oh. My, I'm guys, I'm speechless, and that does not happen to me. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm so glad that now. you saw the clip. Clearly, I'm a big fan of both of you. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ashley, that you didn't get a little montage within my. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> we, I loved watching well. ben, the Ben stuff. <laughs> oh my god this is crazy so what do you think about this season you want to give us a little bit of your thoughts absolutely absolutely okay i'm waiting for some girl to to come through for me because i'm not crazy about anyone right now if i'm gonna pull for anyone it's gonna be madison um but i'm honestly up for some hannah b drama you want her to and enter now I want her to enter. I wanted her to enter from the start. I wanted her to go back in the house. Hannah B is my favorite bachelorette. Um, and I'm, I'm, I love her. And I thought Peter was going to win last season. Well, and I then think, when he didn't, I, w- I was really surprised. I think she regrets it. I think he does. Too. Well, I, think, I think she does. Megan, we got to ask you, though. I mean, so you have your own podcast. Give us a little, give it a little shout out here on the Almost Famous podcast. But then also, 
if you if you really believe that Hannah B could step up and be the bachelorette again, can you give her a sales pitch? Because at this point, I believe that at the beginning of the season, I'm not believing it anymore that she is the best choice for bachelorette. Who do you think is the best choice? I mean, if Maddie doesn't get chosen, I think it has to be Maddie. If Maddie does get chosen, then I think we're reaching back into, like, the Tasha's, Tia's, that world. Oh, I would love Tia. Oh, I was such a big fan of hers. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a definitely good a good good choices good choices. Um, I don't know. I think Hannah B. She's just like been through it, and I want her to I want her to to rise up. I want like a love story for her. So you do want her to be the Bachelorette again? Well, that would be like my sales pitch. Okay, like, except for I don't think she's going to be. You know why? Because she added more dates to her Dancing with the Stars tour. Oh, and it would happen during yeah, the filming. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, here's the thing, though, and I think we're touching on something that most people we talk to are feeling, including Ashley and I. We had high hopes for Peter. I still like Peter. Ashley still likes Peter as a person. But this season is just kind of missed it for us. Like, there's been very little attachment to it. Are you feeling that way? Yes, definitely feeling that way. I still, I had really high hopes for Peter. To be honest, Ben, I saw a lot of it qualities that you possess in Peter. So I was excited for him. I was like, all right, he's going to step up to the plate. Um, but it's, it's been a little different. He's made some questionable choices, which I know you guys have talked about on the podcast. Um, so it's been a little different. I'm not attached to any girls like I usually am in this season. Um, so I'm really interested to find out, especially tonight, uh, Chris Harrison made an interesting post that tonight's when like the real the real story starts. So he just told us um, on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see what goes down in this top three, um, and yeah, and what unfolds. There's I, just like Colton season. There's going to be a bomb dropped at the very end, and I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. Well, Megan, uh, I know you live in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, do me a favor. If if you have the chance, please come say hi to me when we come through town for the Bachelor Live on stage. After this call, I'll have somebody from my heart reach out and, and get you some tickets. And then please come say hi and hang out with me before the show. Is that okay? That would make all of my dreams come true. I would be there. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely love it. It would be a blast. Uh, Megan, before we go, please uh, promote anything you're a part of right now, including American Idol and also your podcast. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, sure. Um, so my podcast, that's a very generous word to call it. I just call them little recaps. They're on my SoundCloud um, under I Watch The Bachelor and You Don't Care. <laughs> that is the name of it. Um, cute little recaps by Megan. Um, and then I'm currently, yes, in Brooklyn and um, just gigging around. I'm actually releasing an EP a month from today, March 24th. It's called All Over the Place. Um, so check that out. It'll be on Spotify and all of the streaming services. But just keep up with me through my Instagram, which is Megan Fitton, M-E-G-H-A-N, Megan, and Fitton, F-I-T-T-O-N. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. Well, hey, Ashley and I love uh, American Idol. We're a big fan of oh you, Megan. Oh, my gosh, Megan. Best luck on everything. I should tell you before you leave. 
I used to have okay, heart me. idol on my license plate. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. I was obsessed. <laughs> I used to paint oh my, my car every finale with who I voted for. <laughs> and I would say vote, like, for example, I can see in my head, I was like, vote Blake, even though I love Jordan Sparks. So it was vote Blake, and then I had the number to dial to vote. And now I record oh, in Ryan Seacrest's oh studio. God. It's very cool. Ashley, <laughs> this is the so most amazing Ashley thing I've ever heard. Like, so amazing. I was just going to say, it sounds pretty on brand. And I don't know you personally, but it sounds pretty Ashley eyed to me. <laughs> Thank you. It is very true to me. Oh, this is wow. fantastic. Hey. Megan, thank you for being a guest on the Almost Famous podcast. We appreciate you. We're rooting for you. And please, please, please come see uh, The Bachelor Live on stage when we come through New York. I will be there, and thank you for literally the best surprise of my life. I don't know this. I don't know what's going to top this. To be honest, <laughs> you're very sweet. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Megan. Megan. Hey, Ben. All right, bye, Ben. While we still have you on the line, I just want to ask yeah. you how the past week has been for you. Uh, wild, Ashley. We've had a big week. We've gone through. Just listen to this. So in the last eight days, we've been in Mesa, Reno, Santa Rosa, San Jose, Salt Lake City, Modesto, Cheyenne, and Denver. And now I find myself in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, my god! Also, Ashley, I don't know if you heard this or not. I'll send you a video here in a second. But in Salt Lake City, I was on stage. And during one of the dancing numbers, I went and stepped and my knee completely dislocated from a <gasps> socket in two different places on stage. And I had to hobble off pop it, it back in i'll show you i'll show you no, the video no it is no. Uh, it is nasty you popped it back in yourself your knee that sounds like something that a doctor would need to handle it was pretty gross but hey the show must go on we are having a good time uh here on the road but we are definitely on the road i'm i did not expect uh i mean yeah we've been up and down this country already but we're having a great a, a great time bachelor nation has responded really well um but uh but it's it's a lot of work. Hey, but I'm happy to be talking to you, Ashley. Uh, continue just to uh, to carry this podcast because I appreciate it. You know, you sound just fine now. We could have had you on the entire episode. I know, I know we could have. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, what a fun time talking to Megan. I got the notes on the rundown with Chris. Uh, what an interview. Uh, that's some that's some juicy stuff. And uh, and Ashley, uh, yeah, I'm just really proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you. I mean, I just don't know how you're doing what you're doing. I'm just going to be mind boggled <laughs> by it forever. Uh, you're the best, Ash. Well, hey, is this the end of the podcast now? Yeah, it is. So we can sign off the way we normally well, would. This feels nice. I needed this this week, actually. I needed <laughs> to hear your voice. I I have a another co-host on stage, but Ashley, you, you are my first co-host and i miss your voice so with that i've been ben i've been ashley bye guys ben's Later. too much follow the ben and ashley i almost famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts child proofing people's homes is hard but duracell is making it just a bit simpler not only are they committed to educating parents caregivers and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes.
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and Gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.